0: 2561729 and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show it's After Buzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show
1: hello once huh? Hello, oncers! (laughs) We are back doing another after show for Once Upon a Time. Finally, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing that after show, just like I said. It is Season 2, Episode 13. And... It feels like it's been eons since we've been back, but uh, it's, it's nice to finally be back. It does feel yeah. like a long
2: time. I feel like this was longer than the winter break. I don't know if it actually was or not, but I feel like I've been gone for a long time. I
3: think so, too. Yeah, it's been a while. This morning, I was trying to think. I
1: was like, what happened in
3: the last episode?
1: Yes. I can't even remember. Well, I'm your host, Kathy Kelly, and we are going to go around the the circle and introduce ourselves. Hello,
2: everyone. I'm Tiana Hobson. Good
1: evening, I'm Kawori Take. Hi, everyone, I'm Marissa Serafini. So, it has been a while, but overall thoughts of tonight's episode? I
2: liked it. I, <laughs> I thought it was very funny. You know, there was a lot of those little moments that they've been throwing in there every now and then where it was that light humor, and I really I really liked that stuff.
3: Agreed. I, I agree, it was very light-hearted episode compared to all the dark ones that we've seen and i liked it because of cassidy freeman <laughs> <laughs> so i'm kind of biased so she's awesome and overall i just liked it it was great great episode and nice tie-in it wasn't a really difficult episode to follow
1: do you think that it was a lot more lighthearted since it was lacking a certain mean witch cora Probably.
2: <laughs> Probably. And because everyone kind of went their separate ways for a little bit, so... I don't know. Storybrooke, to me, felt a little empty, even though there mm-hmm. was a giant
0: there.
4: <laughs> yeah, I personally wasn't that big of a fan of this episode compared to the other episodes. I liked the Emma-Rumple adventure, but the giant thing was kind of lackluster for me for some reason.
1: But we'll see. Well, you know what?
2: I, I can't argue with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that we got a lot of answers. It does seem like... They're building up more into like further in the season, but maybe next episode. I am excited for next, next episode. episode. That's next what episode I'm really excited that for. That good. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's jump right into this episode. Uh, Belle, she is in the hospital after our last episode, and she has absolutely no memory of herself in um, Storybrook or in, in the Enchanted Forest, I guess. And, um, we see she is visited by an old friend Ruby, and she's actually watching TV. Which a lot of you might not have caught this, but we had to actually rewind <laughs> it about three or four times to catch what she was watching on TV. And she was watching um, "Good Morning Storybrooke" with Bill Goodwin. So,
0: Bill Godwin. Godwin? Godwin, Godwin, Godwin. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so, which maybe that like has something. Way. Yeah, maybe that has something to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see something more of it later in the season. uh, Or maybe it was just one of those. Random names Mm. that they picked. Exactly. Or
2: I feel like even with them picking names for a fake morning show, there's something behind it. Yeah. There's some sort of story. Maybe it's an homage to someone or something out there. So if anyone knows, let us know because that would be kind of cool to know.
1: Yeah. Um, So we have a caller right now, actually, and we're going to take that right now. Hello, caller. Hi. Hey, who is this? This is Barbara. I'm from North Carolina. Hi, Barbara. Hello, Hi, Barbara. Barbara. It's late in North Carolina. I don't know. Anyway, so I have a question for you guys. Yeah. You guys could be a fairy tale character. Who would you be in line?
2: Ooh, that's a good one. We were actually asked that on Twitter
1: the other week and I know that Tiana has
2: I would be Princess Tiana from the <laughs> Disney movie Princess and the Frog because when I was a little girl I always wanted Disney to have a black girl who was a princess and I used to tell my friends when they did her name would be Tiana and that came true. And I was I was an adult when this movie came out and I dragged my mom to the movie theater and made her watch it with me because I felt like a little princess finally. <laughs>
1: That's adorable. <laughs> what about you, Kori? Uh,
4: not Mulan. Um, <laughs> Even though everyone, <laughs> you know, I, I I probably would pick uh, Ariel, the Little Mermaid,
0: because oh, she's
4: adventurous and she can sing. Because what I would do if I could sing. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, I always
3: loved Belle because Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorite all-time stories like that. But I would, for physical appearance choose Pocahontas even though she's a real person. Yeah. So.
1: I I always wanted to be Belle as well. Just I feel like we're all picking Disney characters. I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. What yeah. other thing? Maybe um <laughs> no, not Little Red Riding Hood. I wouldn't want to do that. No. But I don't think I would want to be Belle in the storybook since still skin is ewy. Right. <laughs> uh, what about you, Barbara? Um I think I would either be inviting her because I love her especially in this or Olive is like Anastasia. Oh yeah, oh. I forgot about Anastasia. Yeah, you kind of, kind of find herself. I got one more question just real quick. Um, do you have a favorite like ship on the show?
3: Oh, hmm.
1: yeah.
3: Uh, well, we all love well, I love, David and um, Snow. Snow White. So, Snowing. They like they're true love. That's real true love, and they keep losing each other but finding each other. And you know that's the hope of you know romance and stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. They're always there for each other mm-hmm. when it counts.
2: I'm I'm gonna be corny and say the same thing. <laughs> although although I would like to see a little um, Emma and Hook action. I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> I don't
1: you know. Yeah, yeah, like I'm waiting
2: for that one right there. I agree. Even
1: if Neil comes back into the picture.
2: Yep, because I just no. think Hook, those scenes would be very. I mean, he's always talking about being tied up to a bed. So yeah. that would be kind of fun.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they say that kind of stuff. You know. A little too rated ABC. R yeah, for ADC and Disney.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably pick also Charming and Snow.
1: Yeah. Well, um, Barbara, any other questions? No, I'm so glad I got to talk to you guys. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much for, you for staying up late and calling. calling. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> um, yeah, she was really nice. Uh, so jumping right back into this, uh, Ruby comes to visit Belle, and we mentioned that she was on or she was watching the TV while this interaction happened, and Ruby's visit ends up causing some drama with Belle. She freaks out because she doesn't want to, I guess, I mean, she doesn't know um, what happened to her. She doesn't believe that there wasn't a fireball, and she doesn't really know who Rumpelstiltskin is. And she ends up having to be heavily sedated, which... I don't think that was necessary. She Uh had, like, a mini Fit. That
3: was it. You, you see patients that are like throwing things and like punching people who need to be sedated. She just had like a, a little attack there.
2: Yeah, she wasn't being violent no. at all, so no. it was a little extreme and I felt bad for Ruby because you could tell Ruby didn't really want to have to lie to her about seeing the magic, but it's for her own good because you know, she can't remember mm-hmm. anything, so having a normal person here that there's magic out there that could be kinda scary and stuff.
4: But do you do you really think it was for her own good? I mean, wouldn't they want to like kinda know. bring her back to what she knows?
2: But I don't know how you would react to that as a normal person.
1: But she's does, not a normal who, person. Yeah. Well no. now she
2: is though, because she doesn't have any memories it's, of anything. So it's kinda hard for her to, to put it together She doesn't know who she is, where she's at, knows not a soul in the world.
1: Well, it's different than that, though, because she does have an idea of who she is. It's just not who Who. she really is. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But no one in this town is familiar to her, so it's a scary place, too. To have to be told, not only are you around all these strangers, but now, oh, there's this weird magical stuff happening where there's a battle between good and evil and you don't know
4: I know, but like she, can trust. she keeps getting dismissed for seeing a fireball and seeing what she saw. So ultimately that's kind of like causing her issues because she's getting uncomfortable and starting to feel like she's being lied to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yeah. if ultimately that's good for her.
1: And she would seek solace in someone who tells her the truth. True that. <laughs> um, which happens to be Gregory Mendel, the character we were introduced to at um, right before break. So Gregory Mandel uh, says that the sooner, or I guess Ruby says to him, the sooner you get better, the sooner you can get out of our quiet little town. <laughs> but we know that he knows more about Storybrooke than he's leading on. Which... He wants to stay.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's not trying to get any better to leave there any sooner. No. I loved that she said that, too, because Mm -hmm. the way she said it was just that hint of mm -hmm. of really rude, like, get the F out of (laughs) our place, you know?
1: (laughs) Have you guys had, over the last couple weeks, have you had any more insight into what you think he's there for?
3: I think he might. Yeah. Going back to that last week's, our last episode's prediction, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Gregor Mendel, the botanist slash geneticist, I think he might be there to maybe help with the
2: planting oh. of the beanstalk. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. That's that a was, good like, idea. Early, that, early prediction. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought of that. I'm still thinking he's a Joe Schmo from... Yeah.
1: Trying to write an yeah, expose. Trying, trying, who's, oh my gosh, yeah, wait. Just obsessed I, with magic. I just stuff. thought of something. So on the TV after Good Morning Storybrook, they said, and we're Good getting break. back to expose.
2: Previously on expose. Yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe he's a reporter for that. Ooh, perhaps.
2: He's going to expose everything
1: in Storybrook
2: to I'm the sure. world. To the world. To the world. Perhaps. It's going to become a Terrible. tourist attraction.
1: Yes. So not only is he willing to tell the truth, to the world, potentially, but he's also willing to tell the truth to Belle, which is what she really wants. It mm-hmm. seems like none of her friends are doing it. None of the nurses are doing it. And she, she just wants some answers. And so, you know, she doesn't think that she's crazy for what she saw. What she saw was this fireball and magic and everything else. And he's willing to give her some answers. So, yeah. Do you think that eventually she's going to be his key to finding out more in Storybrooke, even though she doesn't know anything right now?
4: I think she's going to be manipulated by him. Uh, Definitely. I see Mm -hmm. a manipulation coming.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I see her trusting him with more knowledge, maybe him using her saying, get close to this gold guy who says you guys were in love when Mr. Gold gets back to kind of get more information out of him or something.
4: But you see, like, going back to what I was previously saying, she's starting to trust him because he's actually s- not dismissing what she saw and saying, like, yeah, you did see that. So the whole idea of, like, being good for her to lie might backfire, right? Oh,
2: yeah, it's definitely going to backfire. <laughs> definitely. But I see... I can see how the town thinks that they're protecting her because mm-hmm. they don't want to scare her any more than she already is. People can't call her Belle, and that's the only thing that, that she's crazy? been she's been known as yeah. Belle since she was introduced in Storybook. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's not me. I don't know who Belle is. Stop calling me that. So with everyone, with how upset she gets when people remind her of who she actually mm-hmm. is, I can see why they're not telling her this, I think thinking it's, it's for her own good.
4: I think it's crazy that she's very volatile right now like it's not that she has amnesia but she's afraid of every single thing so i'm kind of worried about what's going to happen to her yeah so
1: it'll be interesting yeah, i, I know, think right? that she, could she might be way. yeah she mm-hmm. might be used to manipulate uh rumpelstiltskin once he gets back oh oh sorry i just got a tweet from
2: someone who says expose was a tv show on lost
1: Oh, ah, ah, thank you. There, thank there you to
2: been, B, B Boston. Yeah,
1: there have been a lot of lost references in this episode, and I think that it had something to do with Hugo being here as a giant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's get right into giants. Yes. Actually, before we do that, I just want to take a second to mention, if you're watching us live or if you're watching us on YouTube, then also take a minute to just go over to iTunes and uh, find us on there, you can just type in afterbuzztv.com, subscribe, and then also if you could just take a minute to rate and comment, it takes 30 seconds. <laughs> and um, we just want to, you know, know how we're doing, whether there's ways that we can improve, or whether you really like the show. Also, it's been really fun because we've had a couple people who have asked us questions on iTunes and YouTube. It's a lot of fun. And um, we're able to respond. It's a really great way mm-hmm. to interact. So if you have those questions, um, or if you just want to leave us a nice comment, we will shout you out on a future episode. Um, so yeah, just go ahead and do that. After Buzz TV. And then you can find the the Once Upon a Time podcast. AfterBuzz TV also has about sixty other after shows um, this season. So if you're a fan of any other shows, from Revenge to Walking Dead um, to WWE, <laughs> we have all of them. Uh, so you can definitely check all of those out on iTunes and YouTube as well. So
2: well said, Kathy.
1: Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> getting into the Giants. Uh, in in enchanted, I guess it's not in enchanted forest since they're in a separate land. Mm-hmm. Um, like the clouds
2: above enchanted forest. In giant yes. land. Yeah, in giant, giant land, land <laughs> is what we're going
1: to term. Um, so Tiny has been spending time in the treasure room. His brothers are not happy um, that he's playing with a little harp. And um, the giants forbid him to go to the human world, which is what he really wants. And they say the reason for this this is because they used to trade beans with humans, and they're not good people. Even though they're still growing these beans, no one uses them, and Tiny is upset.
2: (laughs) Which I loved how when Tiny questioned why they still grow the beans, it was just, that's what we do. It's it's kind of like the dwarves. Yeah, it's like the dwarves. I totally thought of the dwarves in that moment. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. Even if no one's using them, even if we don't want anyone to have it, this is what we wake up and do every day. Mm-hmm. It's our job. It's our purpose in life.
1: Yeah. And the the dwarves go and they they, they, mine. they, mine. they mine every day and mine for those diamonds and the magical diamonds. Yeah. So see,
2: giants and dwarves, not that different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have the same ethic. <laughs> <worst. just> <laughs> yes, yes.
2: They're just different sizes.
1: <laughs> Hi-ho. So, um... We find out that the whole backstory between this Jack and the Beanstalk, which we learned a little bit a few episodes ago, and uh, King George asks uh, David's brother, James, to go after a giant that could be of use to them. And James meets Anton with his lady friend, and they essentially con Anton into... um, I guess they. I mean, they give him a magical mushroom, which makes him smaller, which is what he wants. He just wants to fit into the human world, and this actually reminded me a lot of the Little Mermaid as well. Like where she just wants to fit into the human world, yeah. Right. Take
2: some magic and and the mushrooms remind me of Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. So I like right. how they had like both of those uh-huh. at the same time, yeah.
1: shrinking and shrinking. enlarging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we learn um, James is a lady friend. That was a steamy scene, by the way. That was great introduction, yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm Um, not going to lie, I kind of liked that James character for a bit there. (laughs) He was a... Very devilish man, but
3: well, he's such the opposite of David. Yeah, so I think that's welcoming. It's his evil twin,
1: (laughs) literally his evil twin. Um, So the lady friend that James is with is named Jacqueline, which her nickname is Jack. Hence, Jack and the Beanstalk. And I love how they're always finding new ways to retell fairy tales. It's cool. Right.
2: And I like that when we first met the giant and he showed us the body of Jack the Giant Slayer, it was just skeletons and bones so they could come back and use a female Mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. It was never said that Jack was a boy. We just always assumed that he was a boy. But Jack's a girl. Mm -hmm. That's kind
1: of awesome. power.
2: (laughs) Even though Jack wasn't a very nice person. So kind of awesome. Mean girl.
1: Yeah. But uh, the three of them go to a pub and they are still conning him, pretending like they're friends, and they kind of say, "You know, your family doesn't appreciate you, we really do. you're kind of like our family, which is very fast already um, hes oh, five minutes he's an interesting really. giant, yeah, and it's a very gullible joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally yes. anton is just so overwhelmed with this human world. he's so fascinated, he says um he's like he points to the harp or the." instrument and was like, I had one of those once. I didn't know it made such beautiful music. (laughs) Which reminded me of Ariel again. Um, And they mention magic beans. They say that they're worth a lot of money in their world. A thousand coins. And they kind of are trying to get him to lead them to the magical beans.
2: He's very trusting because they tell him about the debt that the kingdom has. And mm-hmm. he he says, oh, I have plenty of treasures that could do that. And they keep bringing up these beans and the beans. And he's just so trusting that it's kind of sad how easy it was to take advantage of him. Yeah. Because his family was, he felt so out, like an outcast in his own family. That these people treating him kindly, that was enough for him to basically give up his whole family's, like, secret that they're still around, all their treasure. He essentially leads them to everything and destroys it. To
4: their doom. Yeah, to their doom. Was it clarified, by the way, how he ended up in a cage in Korra's ship? On Korra's ship? Or Hook's ship?
1: Korra just has a way of trapping <laughs> yeah. people. Okay, Korra. I was like, did I miss him? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Anton's going through this teenage rebellion <laughs> and, uh, he yeah he is very trusting, and his brother um, tells I mean he's told him not to be trusting, but he goes back up to Giant Land, and we realize that Jack and James have followed him because um, he showed him where or he showed them where the beanstalk was unintentionally, and James and Jack then take further advantage of him and pillage Giant Land. Which we knew was coming. Which we yeah, thought we was weird.
4: Because yeah. they're so big, I was like, can't they just pick them up and, and throw them back them down? Them or <laughs> you know?
1: That was one of the things that... It, it was weird, because you would think that these giants... Also, they're not just overpowering in size, but overpowering in numbers. Mm-hmm. Because we had Anton and Arlo. Yes, there's only two of them. But we saw at least another dozen giants they all died I, I think they
2: mentioned
3: that yeah. I, yeah I don't know how they died though but humans the, are smaller and faster so. yeah I
2: and mean, they have those about. poisonous swords that once right. you get stuffed to the toe it just kind of takes over the whole body and it's fast act, fast acting yes poison which sucks but it's bad humans yeah bad humans disgrace they're to giving us, us like Bad name I right now. Right.
1: So um, <laughs> Arlo gets hit by one of those poisonous swords, mm-hmm. and Jerry. Jack actually gets stabbed.
4: And I felt yeah. no mercy for her. I no, like,
1: yes. I kind of felt
3: bad because James was like really ruthless and just left her there, literally to die. Well, like, come on, we you, know you don't think she would have done the same
4: thing? I think she would have.
1: I her. think
3: she might have a little bit of a heart.
1: <laughs> Can evil people still find true love? Sure, Regina. She has but she it. has a good side. I feel like well,
2: Daniel, right? That was before she was evil.
1: But is she innately evil?
2: That's oh. another question. <laughs> yeah. James
1: and Jack though seem just like bad people. They
4: didn't I don't think they loved each other, obviously. James well, you know, they and
2: were
1: Jack just together.
2: in a way reminded me of Emma and Neil. Just, like, two huh. two thieves on the run, having fun, except I believe that Emma and Neil actually did care about each they other. They had less and the,
1: malicious yes, intent. Yes,
2: exactly. But just the whole premise of the two bad guys out on the run, mm-hmm. yeah. rebels without a cause.
1: So James leaves Jack, takes, uh, well, it's, I guess first, he takes all of their treasure, but he can't take any of the beans because... Um, Anton burned the fields of beans. Everything. If you grow them, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so this might be the answer to get back to the Enchanted Forest, because Arlo actually gives Anton a stem of the beanstalk, which is able to grow more beans.
3: I liked that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And because if they can grow more beans and they got the water from, Lake Nostos, they could grow yeah. a lot.
0: <laughs> a
3: lot of, like, regenerative properties. Yeah. Like they, I know you know, the,
2: they could be prosperous again. But then wouldn't it be bad to have the beans back in action? I, see. I feel like it's the circle, the cycle all over again where everyone's fighting over it and using it for evil again. And
4: You know, I, I, I like the fact that the beans are back and it, because it gives Anton... A purpose. Yes. And, he, you know, we see him walking around being depressed, wanting to kill, or just upset. Now he has a purpose. He's got these dwarves as his homeboys. It's going to be good. <laughs> I almost
1: feel like <laughs> this is Cora's um, plan all along, that she knew that even though Anton had, you know, a vendetta against James, he would find out that David is not actually James, and then she knew all along that he had a way to grow more beans, so this is her way to not only be in Storybrooke and get revenge, mm-hmm. but then also get back to Enchanted Forest. How would Cora have known that he has a piece of? How did she tree? know half the things she knows? How does she know
2: but that she the know that? giant hated, you know, James?
1: Cause Cause she wasn't around for cage. any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah,
2: so many questions. <laughs>
1: She we must have eyes and ears yeah. elsewhere.
2: We just must assume that she yes, people has working secret for her. cameras everywhere and she just knows everything.
1: Like By the way, Regina
4: walking around, I was surprised that she didn't poof into Cora. I thought she was Cora <laughs> the
2: whole episode. Yeah, yeah, Everywhere she showed up, I was I like, so that's Cora. It's Cora, it's her, it's Cora. it's Cora, as her, it's Cora, as her. I wanted that to happen so Me bad. Me too. <laughs> I yeah, was so God. disappointed that she never We're turned into Cora.
1: That. Where was Cora this entire episode? Maybe she, she was she Regina. Was we don't, don't know. know. Blue. Blue magic. Taking a break, taking a nap. That was weird. (laughs) There was some blue magic in the end of the episode. Um, So let's talk about Anton and Storybrooke. He is brought, as we said, uh, to Storybrooke by Cora on her ship. And David and Snow go looking for Cora, and in the meantime, find Regina. Or Regina finds them. She shows up on their at their door, and they apologize to her about how they realize that she was framed. And Regina, during this entire time, had no idea that Cora was back. Which I guess it's only a couple days, but still, I feel like news would travel fast in Storybro. Oh, she, no, she knew. She, she knew. was she just knew. being a
4: tricky. She was tricking them.
1: Oh. Because, because at the end yeah, of the, the last, last episode, they were, the they were together. Talking about it. I missed that then. Because oh, she shows up, yeah. she pretends
2: yeah. to be Henry at It has her, been way too long. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been a while. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, she remember. pretended
3: like she didn't know that Cora was
2: back. Which made me think that she was Cora. Ding dong, me
4: too. That's what <laughs> I,
2: that's what, from the start, I was like, okay, this is something Cora would do, show up, looking for Henry... Mm-hmm who we all know that everyone's been scared of Cora getting to Henry. Mm-hmm. So showing up as Regina, where's my son? I mean, that would have been the perfect
1: And Regina
4: was acting like Regina season one. So I was like, oh, this is Cora. She's going to move mm-hmm. on to Cora. But never happened. Yeah. <sighs> so sad. Me too. Um,
1: <laughs> so should Emma have told Regina that she was taking Henry or no? No one knew where no. she was. Yeah, no one knew. But is it her right to like should she have left her a note or something? I mean, if we're going technically
2: by law, I guess Regina still is Henry's mother because she has adopted him and there has they haven't gone back to court to fight over custody. But at this point no one knew where she was. She was in hiding. Yeah. You know? It's kinda hard to find someone when you don't want to be found, especially someone like Regina who doesn't want to be found how am I supposed to find you to let you know that I'm leaving town with our
1: son. Yeah.
4: It's just it's just to add more more fuel to the fire that Regina is not really part of Henry's life. It sucks, but that's kind of what they're leaning towards, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there was that the hurtful video. line
1: too about it's not really your business your anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's not very nice, but it's not nice. But it was kind of true. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Hook ends up leading Snow, David, and Grumpy to the the invisible ship, and there uh, they actually ask him, "Can we sail the ship back to the Enchanted Forest?" Which I thought was an interesting idea. Yeah, um, I didn't but- even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> he said that it's so. it's not possible because you would need a portal.
2: Which is all they need is a bean. Yes. Yeah. That's true. what he used to
1: we get have, away from
2: Rumple that we, first time, which we don't know where he went, but I think it was Neverland. Yeah. We
1: yeah. almost have all of the pieces to get back to Enchanted Forest. But we'll we'll talk about later whether they actually want to go back or yeah. they don't need more. Um, so They mention that Korra's weapon of choice is on the ship, and we realize that it's the giant, or at least we're assuming that it's the giant, and um, Anton ends up attacking David because he thinks that he is James, who hurt him in the past, and um, he says, you'll pay for what you did, which we didn't originally know what he (laughs) meant by that, but now we know it's because...
2: James attacked his whole family and killed them all. <laughs> Left him to be alone up there by himself, hating humans after having such a love of human culture mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. That was really sad.
3: But we find out that James was actually a part of the the destroying of the giants. Because we were always led to believe it was just Jack right. and humans, but now we know that James was actually a part of it. Jack had an accomplice.
2: There yeah, you go. See, I was, yep. I was
4: thinking that too because in the episode when we were introduced to the giant, there
1: was no mention of James. So. Right. Yep. Just Jack. Just Jack the giant's lair. Um, so, this was an interesting part of tonight's episode. Hook lays out a card on the ground and it's the Queen of Hearts, which I think everyone kind of knows at this point that Cora is the Queen of Hearts. Um, Confirmed. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Um, and unless there's some huge twist, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Yeah. So we
4: reveal her. They I did reveal her. Yeah. Season finale. Mid season yeah. finale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but uh, this is to summon Cora, and Regina confronts him about it, and um, she says the giants in town, and he wants to kill the prince. Um, the distraction is all we need. Which is kind of weird. It was just too because we did get distracted
3: by
2: the big giant. <laughs> but I didn't see anything happening in the... In really
1: the... I agree. There might have been some meddling going on while this was... While this
2: was happening. They're chasing a giant around. Storybrooke and Cora and Regina were clearly up to something. What that was, we still don't know. Exactly.
3: Hook and Regina. and Regina. Hook and Regina.
2: Everyone in Regina. The three of
1: them, but potentially?
4: Three of goodness. them. What is interesting, like you mentioned, Kathy, was the Queen of Hearts card was came out and Regina came in. So maybe it was yes. That was Cora. another thing, though. Exactly. Like, this is yeah. Cora.
2: Cora, Cora. Cora is going around pretending to be Regina I right can. now to get information out of people or something. Yeah, I mean, I
4: don't know what's going on. Because you
2: put a Queen of Hearts we, on the ground and Regina, and Regina shows Regina up. Regina showed
3: up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Something fishy.
2: Maybe we'll find out next episode that yeah. it was actually... <laughs> Cora walking around this whole time. <laughs> either, be like, we called
1: it. <laughs> either all three of them are working together now, or it was playing. Cora. Yeah, Cora playing Regina. Um, so then Anton meets Regina, and um, he said, I have no love for this prince, or she said, I have no love for this prince either, and essentially helps him find... David and enlarge himself and the way that she does this is with blue magic which is in storybook haven't we only seen purple magic purple and mm-hmm. green purple, purple and, green. and green
2: blue made me think because I was on the whole Alice in Wonderland thing her dress was blue and then the mushrooms were something it's from blue. that story mm-hmm. so maybe there that was like a correlation or something
1: mm-hmm. I don't in exactly what know how to explain it was
3: blue it was blue no, the mushroom was bleeding. Yeah.
1: So now we have a giant on the loose in storybrook Yes. Which was hilarious because <laughs> was he fine. was tromping around and getting caught in telephone wires. Yeah. And <laughs> it was just a mess. That was so sad. He <laughs> <It> was <laughs> sad.
2: running and his neck would get caught in a line and he's like, ah, he's shaking. Like
4: the most harmless giant ever.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's very innocent. Um, yeah. The, the way he ran around, he reminded me of a child. Like, he has a very childlike presence about him. Mm-hmm. Very gullible and innocent. I exactly. feel like he's
1: not that innocent this time around, though, because he was very, like, he was smarter about it. He wasn't as naive, and he was saying, like, David tried to convince him that... Um, you know, he has a twin brother, which is true. And they're like, oh, you know, our daughter, Emma, she's you know, she can tell you that, like, you know, we're good people. We're nice. And he's like, well, Emma's not here. So I don't believe you. <laughs> and, you know, your twin brother story. That's good. <laughs> but I'm not going to believe that either. And um, ends up chasing them around <laughs> some more. I, I
4: I I agree with uh, Marissa that he was kind of like childlike when he turned back into small small dude and was h- hanging up, and then David came down to save him. He's like, no, no, I'd rather die like a little <laughs> kid. <You know? laughs> it was totally. No, I
2: don't want to up. Yeah, <laughs> I think my favorite part of the. Episode was when they were running and Grumpy was questioning David about his name, what his real name was, and who was who. He's like, Oh, so but your name is James. No, I'm David. David's your storybook name. No, I'm David. And that (laughs) whole exchange there was really funny. And I thought it was interesting that the rest of the town after that just was okay with the fact that Charming wasn't who they thought he was. Yeah. Because it was never revealed to them that, you know, he had, he had a twin. Mm-hmm. That- and everyone's just accepting that and hasn't really dwelled on it. So I kind of thought there would be a bigger issue.
1: There aren't when that it came many out. things that you can be surprised by anymore. Yeah,
2: but to find out that he's not the actual prince that he switched places with yeah. his brother after his brother was killed.
1: I think running come
0: away
4: in.
1: from a giant
4: at that point they're like, <laughs> well, "We'll deal with this we'll later." We'll this, this after. <laughs>
1: Definitely. Um, so David is willing to sacrifice himself again after that whole interaction with Grumpy, which was hilarious. Yes. Um, and he he says, you know, I don't want our town to suffer for not my indiscretions, but my brother's right. wrongdoings. And um, the magic wears off just at that moment. And as already said... Uh, Anton gets smaller, and I feel like that hole was a lot bigger than he was originally. Yes, I agree with you. It went a lot deeper than how far he fell.
4: Yeah, I felt mm-hmm. like that too. I also felt like it should have been bigger when he stepped because it was like his foot
1: it stomped was his foot. down, and it was
4: a perfect circle. Yeah.
2: Dead. Well, giants have circular <laughs> feet. did not yeah. you know this?
1: <laughs> um. So he's falling, and David ends up saving him, which was very interesting how strong David was was on that rope. He was able to hold himself up with one hand and then also grab, even though he's not, even though (laughs) the giant wasn't a giant anymore, he's still rather large for a human being.
3: Hefty man. Maybe adrenaline. Because you know, there's always the stories that adrenaline kicks in and you, you're able to do things that you never thought you could. So maybe that played in. Maybe he has, maybe he has super strength. Super strength. <laughs> yeah, there go. that's his
2: superpower. Maybe
1: yeah. Um, so in the end, Anton forgives all of them and they're happy again. <laughs> and just like a Disney story, there's a happy ending. And the dwarfs give Anton an axe and welcome him into their group. And the axe, as we know, gives each dwarf a name that ends up giving Anton the nickname Tiny, which is what his brothers used to call him. So the dwarfs are kind of like his brothers now. Yeah, I think
4: yeah. he replaces the other dwarf that crossed the line, right? Pretty much.
1: Kind of. I don't think you can ever replace him. Well, no, just <laughs> fills yeah. in.
4: Yeah,
2: how about that? They're all, all working right. in the fields together now instead of the mines to and get the beanstalk going. I whistling, mm-hmm. and I love that he accepts the name Tiny now because when his brothers did it, he hated it, but when the axe gave it, it was like,
4: oh yes, like yeah. he's family. Nostalgic. Yeah, family. Yeah, he's a lonely, lonely giant.
2: No no more because no more. he's got his brothers back.
1: Yeah. So I know we mentioned this earlier, but um do you guys think that creating these beans is a good idea or a bad idea?
4: I think it's the whether it's good or bad, it's the only way to go, it's the next step.
1: Yeah. So I think it's the way they control it. Mm-hmm. It
3: could help them if they, you know, keep out all the bad people and like actually monitor them properly. Mm-hmm. But then also it could also go south and there'd be repercussions.
2: I see it being like the fairy dust all over again in the mines. They thought they were going to have control over it. They were watching it over, and it still got taken by the wrong people. And exactly. no matter what you do, bad things are going to happen, so don't bring beans in it. Find another way home. Yeah. If you want to go.
1: Well. Some of them might not. It's their only hope for now. Yeah. So I can understand why they're, why they're making them. Um. And this also causes kind of a rift between David and Snow, which we haven't seen them disagree that much. But um, David wants to go back home, obviously, and Snow is kind of um, weary at this point. And it's mostly because she doesn't want to leave Emma and Henry behind again. I think she has
2: the right to be concerned because Emma went back to their land and saw what it was and— Had a hard time fitting in at first, finding her ground there when they first got there. So I could see Emma not wanting to go back, even though her parents would be there. You mean Snow? No, Emma. Oh. I could see Emma not wanting to go back with them and why Snow doesn't want to leave without her.
4: I can also see why Snow doesn't want to go back because she's also seen the past and seeing that everything's not the same anymore. And David's so
2: bent on we can rebuild it and— Start it all anew and make it our home again. But
1: I and feel like Storybrooke is such a small space, though. And Enchanted Forest, they would have much more places to go. Mm-hmm. And she also
3: mentioned that family uh, home is where your family is, and currently they're all in mm-hmm. the Storybrooke. Well, now that Emma's gone, but they are—they have established a new home in Storybrooke.
1: But it's still only half of the characters. Like we still have. Philip and Mulan and Aurora, who are all potentially in Enchanted Forest still.
4: But then there's also the real world, where there's a lot of things that are coming that might be discovered. Now with Rumple out on the loose, and yeah. our boy Greg in the <laughs> hospital. I
2: would
1: get as far away from Greg as <laughs> possible. <Yeah. laughs> you
2: know what? You're, you're limping fine. Just go. Here's your car. Just go. <laughs> he's <laughs> a little shady. Yeah, I yeah. was wondering, he's why is he
1: still
4: in the hospital? I mean, he's... He can leave now at this point, but he's still there because yeah. he wants to be there. He
1: got obviously. beat up pretty bad in the car accident. He had surgery. So. had
2: surgery. You
1: he like he get, get surgery? Yeah. Yeah. He's not ready to drive himself, and no one can take him. So I think that's really what's stopping him.
2: Oh, that's a good point, too.
1: Yeah. Although Rumple and Emma could have just, like, taken him while they were leaving. <laughs> and been like, here, you're on your own plane. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um. So... That leads us into our last topic for the night. Rumpelstiltskin, Emma, and Henry go on their quest to find Bay. It's my favorite plot line of the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, David pleads to Rumpel in the very beginning of the episode to keep Emma and Henry safe. And originally, it was just supposed to be Emma. Who is going with Rumple? But she says that she's not going without Henry. She's not going to leave him behind again. And we know that he is actually one of the few people that's able to cross that line. Mm-hmm. So, I love um, how
2: maternal she's become.
1: Yes, I think that was also another
3: uh, safety insurance thing on her part because if you have a kid with you then Rumpel would be less inclined to do, like, any harm towards Emma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If,
1: she, if she was by herself, Rumpel might. I don't think Rumpel so. cares. I think <laughs> he's going to stop at nothing to get his son back. Um, but one of the interesting things is um, Rumpel said to David, we have a deal.
2: Which, yeah. I don't oh. know. Oh, okay. You, did I you notice that? Yeah. yeah. I, I heard it, and it just kind of went in one ear and out the other. But now hearing it back, Rumpelstiltskin and his deals and not breaking them
1: yeah, type of thing. Um, so they head to Logan International Airport, and they crossed the line. Everything is okay. Um Rumpel answers and says, my name is Rumpelstiltskin, we're going to find my son. And they get to the airport, and over the loudspeaker, I'm sure, well, we all heard, and mm-hmm. it was um, flight 4415, which if you, this is, might be a stretch, <laughs> but if you add up the two fours, it's 815, which is from Lost, Oceanic 815 was the flight. It's also the time on the clock in Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. And another reference to Lost, perhaps? I think so. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of references. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> we might be stretching some of them tonight, <laughs> but um, Rumpel has to take off his scarf to go through security. Ooh, that was scary. Did you, did you guys think that he would lose his memory at that point?
2: No. I mean, no. Because
4: once Emma says, I got you, I won't let that happen, you know that her statements are always going to ring true, so you knew she, he was safe. Her intuition. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had
3: to take off his scarf. Their, his scarf is a piece pith- piece of clothing. It's Mm-mm. not metal. No,
1: you ha- you have to take off your coats. So you have to take off yeah. your scarf. You basically ah. have to take off anything that isn't essential. Like anything before you're naked. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't fly enough then. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ridiculous. Then they mentioned flight 358, which we don't know if that has anything to do um, with Lost or with Storybrooke, um, but we're going to find out. Maybe we'll see some more Stuff later in the season. I feel like there's so much numerology with um, both Once Upon a Time and with Lost. And so Mm -hmm. any number or thing that they say, whether it's a background thing or um, something very prominent, it's going to mean something. Right. Whether it's now or in the future. (laughs) It's
2: like season 10, and we're just, (laughs) we finally figure out what the airline codes in this episode meant.
1: Yeah. And then, um, One of my favorite parts from this scene was Henry. (laughs) He is just like, This means we get Cinnabon. (laughs) Which I don't know how much Cinnabon paid for that. Or if it was just a cute, you know. I think it was a cute no, thing because
4: there, no, there was no box. The yeah. Cinnabon box it was just a brown box, too. It,
2: and it's exactly what I think whenever I go to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> whenever totally. I'm flying, I'm like, oh, where's where's the Cinnabon? Where's the Cinnabon? i got to get to the Cinnabon. It's my one treat to myself when I go to an airport. He
1: so. even mentioned the frosting when they were on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> That was cute. Um, he's still, like, even though he has matured so much over the last season, um, he's still such a kid. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so Rumpelstiltskin goes to the bathroom after he goes through security, and he kind of has, he's getting kind of woozy. Like, it looked like he almost lost his memory for a little bit. Um, but he goes, Mike Tyson, on the bathroom stall <laughs> wall. And um, tries to fix his hand. His hand ends up getting hurt, and he can't use magic. Which, did did any of you predict that? I don't remember.
3: I I think we thought that he was still going to have
2: magic across the line. Yeah. I thought he would have magic. I thought magic would go with him, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: even though he's not in Storybrooke, but... Apparently it doesn't, which is good to know. Yeah.
1: I feel like Storybrooke is almost like the wrecked part of Enchanted Forest is what Storybrook is. So that's why you're able to use magic there. And then once you cross, mm-hmm. it's the real world. hmm It's kind of its own little bubble. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's its own little realm. Yeah. Yeah. Um hmm. so <coughs> Rumpel Still skin. Um as we said, he tried to fix his hand, and there's no magic. They end up getting on the plane, which is, uh, uh, air, how did they pronounce it?
2: Ajira. Ajira. Ajira
1: Airlines. And this is also a reference from Lost. They've mentioned this a couple times um, throughout their seasons. And as we said, it's probably just because Hugo is on this episode that there were th- so many Lost references <laughs> um, in it. They are on Flight 53. Which is forty-five minutes long, and they're heading to New York City to find uh, his son. Yeah,
2: so we're finally going to see who got that postcard, guys. <laughs>
4: yeah, and apparently
1: Emma knows
2: him, so it could be Anne. yep, it
4: could be Neil people.
1: Which is, I mean, that's the first scene from season two was Neil in an apartment, and there wasn't there a postcard that he got. Is it, post yeah. it said greetings from storybook. It said broken. It's b- broken. Oh, right. yeah, it's broken. 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 Okay. Well,
2: and we know that from the Tallahassee episode, we know that um, Pinocchio. I can't think of his storybook name right now. Told him that August. he was August. Told him that he would let him know when the curse when Emma had fulfilled her destiny.
3: Yeah, and we know um, Rumpel's son. Is in New York because of the gl- mm-hmm. glowing map mm-hmm. globe thing from last episode. Yeah. So,
1: a, lot uh, a lot of questions are about to be answered <laughs> in the next episode. It looks like. Okay. Anything Hopefully. else from tonight's episode? Mm-hmm. I think we covered everything. I think we covered everything. Yeah. If there's anything we missed, please let us know <laughs> on YouTube or iTunes, and we will talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll but- get back to it. Let's move on to some news and gossip.
0: AfterBuzz
2: TV News. Okay, so I'm really excited about this one.
1: Okay, because
2: um, Wet Paint had an article where basically they are saying that the cast is full of a lot of musical people who yes. often sing on their own and have bands. And since it is a Disney show about story or fairy tales... Will we ever see a musical episode of Once Upon a Time?
1: They did that with ER. Yeah, they
2: did it with ER. They've done it they with Grey's it. Anatomy. Uh, or not Buffy, ER? Sorry, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, they, they did, did Buffy. It with it ER. I met your mother's seventy
1: <laughs> yes. show. I
2: think me. that they should because they the should. cast is extremely talented. And one of, them they did like situations of what songs could be said in each one. My favorite was a Mulan and Aurora duet of Let's I'll make a man out of you move. <laughs> with, with Mulan oh, no. training Aurora to be a warrior. Uh-huh. I think that would be awesome. That would be so cool. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so yes, please, please give us a musical episode. <laughs> that would just be amazing. Yes. Um, Jennifer Goodwin um, became an ambassador. She's doing this really awesome cause. It's a 21-day challenge with with Listerine. And basically, for anyone who signs up for this 21-day 21, 21 challenge of oral health care, um, Listerine's going to donate to Smiles Across America to help... Um, those unfortunate who need health care procedures done, um, get those done. So it's a really good cause. So if you want to be a part of that, please look into it. Um, you can go to on Listerine's website. They have it all there. And speaking of Jennifer Goodwin, she got into a little bit of Twitter trouble. Uh Apparently a while ago, like months ago, she tweeted something because the shippers are putting together the Swan Queen, which is they want to see Emma and Regina in a relationship uh,
1: and, uh, and
2: Jennifer Goodwin tweeted something along the lines saying that that would be incestuous and you know she doesn't see that happening and they are jumping all over her calling her a homophobic and saying that it's not incest because there's no blood relation between the two because Regina is Snow's stepmother so technically it could happen uh. and it's just all over Twitter. People are tweeting her horrible messages. And she tried to clean it up by saying, I didn't mean it like that. Just, you know, in our world, they are sort of family. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And that wouldn't be right. That's her step-grandma. Yeah,
2: it's her step-grandma. And she said, why would Snow's daughter date a woman who's tried to kill her mom multiple times since she was a child? Yeah, And so, she's getting a lot of heat over that. And, I mean, she's an She's an advocate for the LGBT community, so I don't really think she meant anything by it, but people are definitely taking it that way. And then in spoiler alert news. Spoiler alert! Over over the break, Adam Horowitz decided to tweet us some little spoilers of episode titles coming up. So episode 17 is titled Welcome to Storybrooke. And they're shooting it, I think they were shooting it last week, and the sets kind of taking a retro vibe it's going to a flashback back to 1983 when everyone first arrived in storybrook oh. from the curse so you're gonna get to see everyone back then and see what it was like when they first came in because did they come in knowing about storybook they look
1: alike so yeah i guess we won't see any of henry yeah. in that episode Yeah, I don't think <laughs> Henry
2: will be around um episode 218 is titled selfless brave and true Which are the three things that the Blue Fairy told Pinocchio he needed to be to be a real boy. So I believe Eon Bailey, who plays August, will be back for that episode. They were just talking about that today. And then episode 19 is titled Lacey, which is very vague. And no one really (laughs) knows what it could be. Possibly a thing about, you know, how Frankenstein's name was about the director. You know, I don't know. It could be anything. And then just the last little casting bit of news: John Piper Ferguson is going to play Ben, who's a widower who wants nothing to nothing more than to help his son, who's grieving over his dead mother. And John Piper Ferguson was in Brothers and Sisters. I don't know if anyone watched that show on yeah. ABC. Um, Sarah's husband, mm-hmm. and so um, everyone's saying that him and his son could be Marlin and Nemo because that's like oh, a my. Disney duo oh, of a father son grieving a mother. Possibly, we'll find out in episode eighteen. What
1: about that hurricane named Nemo? Yeah, and then there's a hurricane named <laughs> Nemo. Such an unfortunate Nemo. name for a hurricane, scaring kids everywhere. Yeah, but so sad. And
2: <laughs> yeah, Oh or and not, then, a yeah, a, not a
1: hurricane, uh a blizzard of yeah, the storm <laughs>
2: that's going through yes. the east coast.
1: Yeah. Well, hmm. that I guess that wraps up news. Yeah, that does. Cool. Well, let's move right along to predictions.
0: And now you're after buzz.
1: We still don't know what's in that box. No. Doubt.
2: <laughs> Gosh, why do you remind me about that?: <laughs> <laughs> we'
1: finally like, yeah, I'm
2: about to get answers, and then you bring up the box again.:
1: We, we might we actually might get out. that answer next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we hopefully will find out who Bay is once and for all. Who do you guys think it, it is?
2: Gosh. I'm still going with Neil. I'm
1: thinking that too. Now. Yeah, still going with Neil. I th- I think it's Neil too. But I feel like in the chat rooms recently, or the the boards, message boards, people have been saying that it's not Neil anymore.
2: Yeah, but I'm, that's just my gut. My gut's yeah. telling me it Neil, is Neil. That's why I want it to be, just so I can be right about something. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: well, all I, the signs are pointing to Neil, but I think. Cause this is once upon a time. I think they'll throw a red herring in there, and it'll be someone else. What if
1: Gregory Mendel? No, no, <laughs> no. Who do you think he is?
2: I still think he's a stranger who is maybe was tracking scientific particles and noticed that there is an influx of some sort of magical properties in this area. So he decided to come up. Well,
3: they and, said the soil was loamy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe something with the soil.
1: Well, that might be a predicament later, or like in the future, where they have to leave because the outside world knows about them. That is possible.
2: Unless they get rid of him. Uh-oh. I don't know yeah. how.
1: <laughs> Although he is reporting back to someone potentially.
2: Yeah, that's true. He's got that. <laughs> her that,
1: that, not leaving. Yeah, yeah. wasn't that, that the, the name? Yeah.
2: It was her. Her. Her is calling.
1: Who is her? Prediction. Uh, his wifey. Wifey?
3: Boss? I don't think he would call his wife her. Unless, you know, she's a real biatch or something. <laughs> but I don't think, I think she the person magical? he called last episode wasn't her. So I, I can't say who would her be. Okay. Um, but I still think that Rumple and Emma are going to encounter some other magical beings that we haven't met yet. Although magic doesn't work in the outside
2: world. Their Not magic doesn't Their work Their magic. There.
3: But maybe, like, some other characters from different stories.
4: Okay. And I pregi- predict that Regina was Cora cool this whole episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be true. I want that to be true because <laughs> Regina was
1: horrible in this episode. She just didn't seem like herself. Like her season two she, self. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So. Any other predictions?
2: That's all I got.
1: Okay. Well, then I guess we're going to wrap up this episode. In the meantime, until next week, please tweet us um, with any questions or predictions that you might have. Also, you can check us out on YouTube and um, write us a review on iTunes. In the meantime, if people want to find you, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TweetT22.
1: You can find me on Twitter
4: and Tumblr, K-O-R-I-O-U-S, call you can follow me on Twitter and on
1: Instagram at Serafini TV. And you can find me on Twitter at Catherine Kelly. You can find all of us on Twitter at After Buzz TV. So until next week, thanks for watching.
0: From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After Buzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the After Buzz TV Network.